Hi, all of you awesome scuba divers out there. Welcome to the Scuba Diver Magazine podcast, where I break down the latest scuba diving news and things that have piqued my interest over the previous week. Uh, this week on the podcast, plans for the defunct National Diving and Activity Center, or more commonly known as NDAC, uh, inland diving facility is to get a new lease of life at a new location near Neath in South Wales, have taken a step forwards. A scuba diving van has been stolen from a dive center in Sheffield, but it's it's been recovered and a documentary filmmaker is asking for any footage of any wild orcas that any scuba divers may have. So yeah, a award-winning conservationist documentary maker is asking for help from the diving and underwater photography community in supplying video footage of killer whales. This comes from Ray Levy Yamamori, who runs Eco Nature Productions and is currently filming a follow-up to his 2021 documentary Bridging Troubled Waters. Based on the Israeli environmental educator and filmmaker's experiences in the Faroe Islands, that production followed him as he questioned how the infamous annual whale hunts could continue in the 21st century while seeking to find a bridge between the hunters and the anti-grind campaigners in the outside world. They're usually called Grind Stop. Uh, Levi Yamamori has now turned his attention to the international dolphinarium trade, hoping to help persuade people in those countries where watching captive performing marine mammals remains popular, mainly in Northern America, Europe and Japan to stay away from these shows. As in Bridging Troubled Waters, Levi Yamamori aims to take a non-confrontational approach to his efforts to win over the hearts and minds, but says he needs footage of killer whales in the wild to contrast with the video that he already has of captive animals in dolphinarium tanks. He's hoping that cold water diving videographers will get behind his project and donate their personal underwater or surface footage. In exchange, they can expect a film credit, and he hopes some satisfaction from helping to end the capture and exhibition of cetaceans so if you do have any like footage either on the surface or underwater uh, of killer whales orcas whatever you uh, prefer to call them yeah you can contact the filmmaker at econature.prod at gmail.com uh, i'll try and remember to uh, to put that email address down in the description underneath this video otherwise i'll pop a link to the divinet articles and it's, it's all in there if you want to contribute here in the UK, plans for the defunct National Diving and Activity Centre or NDAC inland diving facility is yeah getting a new lease of life at a new location in South Wales. So a former open cast coal mine site in the Amman Valley called East Pit is the chosen spot to revive the facility, according to a report in Wales Online. The water-filled former workings now form a lake between two villages that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce because they're Welsh uh, and the second one only has a single vowel in it um, but they uh, they lie on the south side of the Black Mountain which is part of the Brecon Beacons National Park plans to redevelop this area into a country park leisure facility complete with hotel, a lodge and campsite accommodation with a lakeside dive and water activity centre had first been drawn up as far back as uh, 2012 when NDAC was still operating at Dayhouse um, near um, uh, near Tidenham. That facility closed in 2022 and there wasn't a great deal of news. It just kind of closed 
there were quite a few like theories. Uh, I remember someone saying that the uh, the military had purchased it, um, and uh, and there were a few other like theories going about. Um, it was originally opened in two thousand and three. And it was a, a great deep water site. You could go down as far as about 80 meters, uh, making it suitable for technical and free divers needing that depth. And they they also had other things in the water at shallower depths from shipwrecks and kind of things to uh, to look at. It had since been taken over by a company called Deep that I've mentioned on the podcast before. They develop and build a an underwater habitat and submersible research facility. So it was quite convenient for them. The new uh, proposed dive site for um, for for Endac, uh, the East Pit site owner is Avalon Glen, and they have faced environmental concerns and some local opposition to its plans. But the Welsh government has now granted it permission to deregister more than a hundred hectares of common land around the site to move ahead with the project. When common land is released for development, new common land has to be provided to replace it. Um, but in March last year. NDAC Limited applied to Neathport Talbot Council for a three-year extension to submit a reserved matters approval. Uh, the stage is still in uh, like planning applications that covers detailed plans for aspects such as site appearance, means of access, landscaping, layout, and scale. However, it also said that the plans remained largely unchanged from before its involvement in 2012. So it looks like they they are still well on the way to uh, to creating a new NDAC. It's not a million miles away from um, uh, from where it was originally. Uh, it's a bit further west, but um, yeah, it is nice to see a um, a new version of NDAC and um, yeah, a, a new inland dive site. Further north in Sheffield, people were asked to be on the lookout for the Dive World Dive Centre van, which was stolen from outside of the Dive Centre um, on the night of the 6th of February. Uh, it's a Citroen relay, and it was very obviously... Um, uh, it had their livery all over it. Uh, you can clearly tell it Dive World. It's got phone numbers and email addresses and websites and all that kind of stuff all over it. And it just kind of went missing. It has since been found. Uh, a quote from Dive World says, The van has been found. Uh, a huge thank you to John Clark and Lynn Hansen for spotting it and letting us know where it is. We have been out to secure it and have informed our insurers and South Yorkshire Police. Uh, big thanks to Dave at VMS Richard at Home Lane Motors and all the fabulous staff and Townshire for trawling through CCTV and pinpointing the time it was taken. It was two guys dressed in black wearing balaclava they broke into it at 2.34 a.m. and drove off at 2.40 a.m. A black Audi left heading up Wood Road. The van headed off afterwards towards Rivlin. A huge, huge thank you to everyone who has shared this post and helped us and um, showing how social media works positively. Yeah, it always amazes me how well social media um, can do everything from like the um, uh, what was it? The Shia LaBeouf, uh, he will not divide us. They managed to uh, to pinpoint a live stream of a flag in the middle of the United States by like flight paths. They they could see 
aeroplanes flying in the background and then at night they uh, they pinpointed it with the stars and then to really narrow it down they um, there was a guy in the area who drove around and just kept uh, like pipping his horn and then when it got louder and louder eventually people like messaged him and just said yep you're you're right next to it and they found it um, well done social media uh, and yeah here is for for something obviously very good they say uh, fortunately there was nothing left in the van and uh, and what absolute idiots uh, thought there would be uh, yeah we don't tend to leave like bcds and regulators and stuff in the van um but if they were after the equipment they wouldn't have taken over the van um the um dive world actually say considering their skills why don't they get a job as a mechanic somewhere and in- enhance people's lives instead of trying to mess up their lives of hard-working self-employed people um yeah true if you're that savvy with uh, with mechanics then surely it'd be easier just to uh, to yeah, get a job as a mechanic or start up a uh, mechanic business um they say looking on the brighter side we're very grateful for everyone's help and look forward to sorting out the repairs and getting it back on the road not a huge amount of news in uh, in the dive equipment world as far as new dive equipment. There was something quite interesting um, that, again, came from social media. And it's that a, a Russian company called Blackbird uh, seems to be, well, basically photoshopping X-Deep dive equipment and like branding it as their own and from what i can tell it seems to be uh stemming from the fact that uh, xdeep as a polish company have said that they are not going to uh, to ship their product into russia um for, for obvious reasons in this day and age and um the the russian dive show um, have uh, have said a new Russian brand from the White Veil group of companies Blackbird Underwater Equipment for Recreational and Technical Diving will be presented at the exhibition at Stan C61 um, they're, they're claiming they make modern and efficient regulators, vests, wings and side mounts, uh, accessories and fittings for diving uh, all the most useful and necessary things for the most demanding of diver and it's kind of yeah all right whatever until you look at the uh, the photos and the, the like branding that they've uh, they've produced and the first thing that comes up is that the blackbird aleron 40 slash 50 and it is just an x deep uh hydros but they they've like photoshopped the x deep logo off of it um not very well because you know around the uh, the pull dumps uh, oh, sorry, the the kidney dumps. You usually have the X Deep logos. They've kind of just yeah photoshopped and, and smudged it out, and then just copied and pasted their logo over the sides of the wings. So it's completely flat and straight, and yeah, very photoshopped. Uh, another one is the uh, the the X Deep Stealth, but Blackbird are calling it the uh, the Horizon. Uh, and again, it is just a stealth that's just been photoshopped to have a, a different logo. And someone very well noticed there's a there's a picture of a uh, the back of a twin set diver, and it's got Blackbird photoshopped onto the wing. But when you actually look at the inflator, you can still see the X Deep uh, logo around where the uh, the inflator elbow attaches onto the wing. So not very impressive. And um, 
we, we don't know what's going to happen because uh, the Russian um, dive show is from February 8th to the 11th. Um, maybe we'll see some uh, some images of their um, their copied attempts at X-Deep um, going forwards uh, out on social media. But uh, yeah, what? I suppose imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Um, that, that's kind of the best way that you can take this uh, this kind of news. XDeep are already aware. Uh, I think XDeep were the the first to um, uh, to alert it on social media. But it's truth, it's a very underhanded move and another underhanded move from Russia. Otherwise, uh, I found two new freediving fins on SEAC's website, uh, the, the W22 and the BM30. Uh, yeah, they just look like... Um, I'd call the uh, the W22 like a, a digital freediving fin. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, let me change it to English so that I can read the description. Um, Pretty standard information coming from a freediving fin. Uh, it's made from CX FRC technology, uh, light and reactive technopolymer, which offers similar to carbon fiber based composite, uh, but eliminates the well known problem of composite material fragility. Oh, that's quite impressive. So it's the, yeah, the main thing with like carbon fiber long fins is that they they give a real nice like snap and efficiency in the water but they're pretty fragile so if you're using them for like spear fishing or you're um, you're doing a lot of shore entries if you kind of crack them at the wrong place on a uh, on a rock then you can very easily delaminate them so a lot of uh, like spear fishermen who are, who are in and around rocks tend to use a plastic blaze just because you can smack it as much as you like and well to a certain degree and you you just won't break it the same as a carbon fiber but with plastic fins you don't get that same like dynamic feel to it uh so this frc um seems to um not be as close to carbon fiber as possible but it's still um it's still plastic they say the compound employed is so elastic and has uh, such a high shape memory uh that if we were to look at the blade after rolling it up on itself it would go back to its initial form once released without any permanent structural deformation that would compromise its performance that's pretty impressive uh, i'd love to test that out um yeah uh, otherwise it is it's a smart um pair of, uh, smart looking fin uh the other one the uh, what was it, the m30 uh, uh correction the bm30 uh uses the same uh, FRC technology. Oh, it stands for Fully Responsive Compound. Um, uh, similar performance to uh, carbon fiber and glass. Seems to have a more aggressive uh, angle of attack. Oh, BM30 stands for the, the 30 degree angle that the, the blade comes out of the foot pocket to facilitate both surface finning and to accommodate the natural inclination of the ankles when diving. Um, Okay, so a bit more aggressive angle of attack compared to the 22 degrees of the W22. Um, I, I like it when names are, are nice and uh, neat like that. Uh, otherwise, couldn't uh, I don't remember seeing anything overly interesting being um, being released. And then on to some Ask Mark questions. Uh, the first one coming from Rancid's channel, 360, uh, correction, 3206, says, another great video, just curious, uh, the nice copper... 
that mast head, uh, sorry, there's a typo there, uh, type lamp that has appeared in your videos on your counter. Is there a story to it? Uh, not really. Um, I'd love for it to have a, an exciting story, but I just found it at a uh, live vintage store and, uh, and fell in love with it. Um, uh, to be honest, the reason why it's on my desk is it helps me pull focus um, because I never trust like autofocus that much. I do on my backup camera, but on my primary, uh, just manual focus. Sean taught me that um, because the the, the autofocus isn't great. Um, even on uh, on my relatively expensive camera, it's uh, it breathes a bit where it like. Ooh, it readjusts its focus a bit too often when it doesn't need to. Uh, whereas if I am just sitting there, uh, I just use uh, manual focus. It's, it's just much more trustworthy. And if I like lean back and go out of focus, it's a bit more natural than it like constantly breathing, which kind of bugs me. So uh, so yeah, I just put it on the desk so that I can uh, pull focus on that from behind the camera. Otherwise, it can be quite tricky. Um, it's more because when I was growing up, uh, my father always had this, um, uh, it was like a coal mining uh, brass lamp. And we used to use that during power cuts and things. And that always kind of like stuck in my mind. And when I was uh, when growing up, I was like, yeah, I'd like something similar just in case like if the power um, sort of went out in my house uh, that I'd have something to like be able to walk around in the dark to uh, to see without like burning batteries um and um and yeah I saw that and was like yep it had a nautical theme as well so I was like yeah I'll take that um but yeah there's there's no exciting story I didn't find it underwater anywhere I found it at a um, like an antiques shop Robin Morland says, uh, instead of a knife, may I suggest a fingernail or a small wood file? Um, I tend to use that to remove the sharp edges of cable ties. Uh, yeah, um, it was one of those things that I never really thought too much of it. It was on the video on how to replace a BCD inflator, and you you have to use zip ties to uh, to put the uh, to fit the new uh, the new one. And um, whenever you snip. The, um, the the tail off of a uh, zip tie, it always leaves that quite sharp corner. And I was always taught, because at, at the dive center, that's how all the uh, the technicians did it, uh, you just get a single-edge razor, uh, razor blade and you just kind of shave it down and Bob's your uncle, it's it's nice and smooth. Uh, it's mainly for the ones on, uh, on mouthpieces, on second stages, because, yeah... <laughs> If you've got that sharp corner around your lips, you're definitely going to find it. So you had to make it nice and neat and, uh, and comfortable. And just one of those things. Okay, that's how I was taught to do it. Never thought much of it. And um, yeah, it does make a lot more sense just to use a, a nail file or a uh, just a, a smooth uh, wood file to, um, uh, to, to get rid of that like nasty edge without having to have that blade so close to uh, to your diving equipment so yeah um, i'll be doing that from uh, from from now on it reminds me of um when i started working at uh at simply scuba they um we used to do a service where we'd fit your prescription lenses into uh, certain masks for you uh, instead of you like receiving the separate bits and then having to work out how to do it. Uh, we, we would just do it then and there um, when we uh, when we shipped it out. And I saw someone doing it, um, one of the um, one of the warehouse workers, and um, like horrified me because they were using a, a knife to like 
with I think it was mainly the uh, the Tusa masks. With them, you'd have to um, you have to pop out this like internal frame, and um, yeah, they were using a knife to do it. And I was like, oh, stop that! Um, at worst, you need a, a flathead screwdriver. Um, Tusa actually has a tool which is like a plastic flathead screwdriver and it's made of the same plastic so you're less likely to like uh, damage the uh, the plastic frame of it and uh, and i spoke to the the warehouse manager and he was like okay yeah we'll we'll retrain uh so like everyone uh that's how the uh, the previous guy taught us to do it so we just did it that way uh no it's that if there's a safer way it's better to uh, to improve yourself at Travel Boss Nass says, I'm thinking of buying my first BC, a uh, fairly new advanced open water diver with 60 plus dives. But my question is, I've never, uh, I've never been on a dive with a backplate and wing BCD, and I'm going on a big dive trip to the Philippines in April. Would it be a bad idea to get a backplate and wing BCD and use it for the first time on this trip, or are they pretty easy to uh, get accustomed to? Um, yeah, it's there always has to be the, this caveat um, because everyone's different. When I uh, transitioned from like a jacket style BCD to a wing style, uh, my very first own BCD that's, um, that, that I bought um, was a, uh, a wing style BCD. Previously, I'd only used like school BCDs, which were all jackets. And uh, and when I was working abroad, we were using um, jacket style BCDs as well. But then when I, I got back and I wanted to invest in my own equipment, then yeah, I bought a wing. It was just a recreational wing. It was a Mares something. I forgot the name of it. But yeah, it, it was a it was a back inflate that it wasn't a jacket style BCD. Um, and Personally, I never noticed that much of a difference. The only difference that I noticed was that, yeah, when it's fully inflated, it didn't squeeze your rib cage, which was nice. Transitioning from that to a, a solid metal backplate and wing, again, very little uh, like difference. Uh, one thing that I would say is that some divers do find or sometimes find it difficult to deflate and dump gas from the BCD uh, from a wing. Uh, I don't really know why. It's it's just kind of a thing. They come back and they say, oh, I couldn't get on with this wing style BCD because I had runaway ascent and I couldn't vent gas. Uh, I wasn't there. I can't see what they were or weren't doing. Uh, I don't see why a wing style would be any different from a jacket style uh, to, uh, to vent gas, whatever it is. Uh, so I wouldn't advise against using it on a, a on a big dive trip to the Philippines. Uh, usually on those kind of trips, your first dive anyway is a check dive, so it's somewhere really nice and safe. Uh, very little, if any, current, and in like pretty shallow waters. So if something weird does happen, then yeah, you can just go straight up to the surface. It, it's not, it shouldn't be the end of the world. Um, but when it comes to the end of the dive, I would just make sure that I can vent a little bit of gas before I ascend and uh, and just yeah take it nice and easy. But yeah, I'd be quite happy. I've I've taken new wings, uh, like brand new wings, attached onto back plates and gone out to um, uh, to dive holidays and and tested them out. It's 
it shouldn't be that much of a like culture shock um, for you because they they'll still act very similar to a um, uh, to a jacket style BCD. You should be fine. Uh, just take it a little bit easy, and um, yeah, just don't don't rush anything. Carl Fleming, 2171, says, Hi, Mark, just a quick question. Uh, when you do the product drop, do you wing it up, or is it the missus on a stepladder? Um, it's it's all me. Um, I was... I, I think it came from safe diving. Um, when I was trying to... Um, to it was basically during lockdown, and uh, and I started up my own channel to keep myself sane, and um, and I was looking at different ways to do transitions, and I was just learning how to edit videos and um, looking at different transitions to make it a little bit more like dynamic and interesting. And um, and yeah, that kind of stuck. I can't remember where I saw it, um, but yeah, some kind of similar video where um, you get this like swoosh as the as there's a transition, and then they they catch it, they catch the item, and then they talk about it. And um, and I just thought, yeah, I can do that. And it's no, it's literally just me throwing it up as high as possible without um, crashing into any of the lighting or stuff above my head. And uh, and then I, I catch it, and then you just have to edit it at the right point. Um, I'd I'd never get my uh, my missus. She uh, I mean she's got a, a job as well, so she's not always around. And um, yeah, no, it's it's just me. I literally I throw it up, look at the camera, and then try and catch it as best I can. And that's it for another week. Uh, a nice quick episode today. Um, nothing overly exciting um, kind of happened this week. Other than the X-Deep, uh, that was probably the thing that um, that most piqued my interest. Um, just, just trying to find out where, um, uh, where and what was going on. Um, so, yeah, next week will be quite interesting to see if there's anything um, interesting to, uh, to come out of it. I'm not sure how, like, copyright laws and stuff kind of happen um, crossing those borders, but... Hey, uh, we will find out. Um, yeah, we're still heading into the uh, the Go Diving show here in the UK. So if you don't have tickets, then um, you can still buy them. We have introduced a new ticket, which is the late arrival. So you'll have uh, admission from 3 to 5 p.m. in the afternoon. You won't get to uh, to see or uh, take part in like workshops or the... Um, uh, all the talks on the main stage and whatnot, but you will still be able to talk to all of the big brands, talk to the retailers, um, have a look around, look at the uh, the travel locations and stuff, uh, and just kind of see and touch and feel and buy equipment and stuff. But it's it's at a discounted rate, uh, so if you don't want to stay for like the entire day, that's fine. That uh, there is a cheaper alternative for you. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Head over to uh, to GoDivingShow.com, uh, check out the different um, tickets for the Saturday and the Sunday, and all of the different exhibitors. Uh, otherwise, yeah, thank you for listening, everybody, and of course, safe diving.